Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak Shalom. We're now in Masachat Shabbat of Kuf Chaf Aleph Amud Aleph. This will be our final podcast in um, the 16th parak. At the bottom of the Amud, Kofin Ke'ara Al Gabe Haner Bishvil Shalota Echoz Bakora. You're allowed to put a bowl over a lamp uh, to make sure that the lamp doesn't inflame the roof beam. You can also turn this bowl over to cover up a child's feces. Or over a scorpion so it shouldn't bite. And the issue that all of these have in common is that you're now affixing this bowl into place because of the item that it's covering. And nonetheless, you're allowed to do that on Shabbat. Had such a case happen, and he said, I'm concerned that this might be some sort of metak in mana, and the fellow may be chayav chatat. Arab, by the way, is a small town near Tzipori. <coughs> Here we have a story. Rav Yehuda, Rav Yirmiya Baraba, Rav Hanan Bar Rava, Ikal Levei Avin, Demin Nishikaya. They came to this man's house. Rav Yehuda, Rav Yirmiya Baraba, Aitulu Puryata. They brought them beds to recline on for the meal. They didn't bring one for him, so he was in a little bit of a mood. So he found this Avin teaching his son that um, he he added to the Mishnah that you could cover up the Tzuashal Katan because of the Katan. Avin is an idiot, and he's teaching idiocy to his son. And here's his point. That soai itself is not muksa because it could be fed to dogs. Maybe this wasn't soa that was around yesterday. The brighta in the beitza says that when you have rivers that are flowing and springs that are coming out, they are karagle koladam, meaning that there's no din of tchum. And that means stuff that comes into your property is usable. So the same thing with soat. So how should I teach it? He said, In other words, you're afraid that your kid's going to play around with chicken feces, so you're allowed to cover the chicken feces. But that's just like a, a, a chamber pot. Maybe it's only with the kli itself that you're allowed to carry it. There was a mouse that was found around Ravashi. Pick it up and throw it out by its tail. The answer is Ba'ashpa. It was in the Ashpa. In our case, it's Ba'ashpa. What's a kid doing around there? It's an Ashpa that's in the courtyard. That's just like a chamber pot. The answer, answer is It's a dung pile that's in the chatzer, and that's why it would otherwise be moktzer. Okay, we have a krav shalotishach with the, the scorpion. Anything that's dangerous and damaging, you can kill on Shabbat. The following challenge: There's five kind of things that can be killed on Shabbat. Egyptian fly. Sirasha Beninve, an Assyrian wasp, Akrav Shabachadyav, and Abdiabdani, they would have scorpions that were very dangerous, and Achashabach Israel, snakes in Israel, Kelav Shotabachomakom, wild dogs anywhere. So, Mani, who's the author of that? Elam Rabbi Yehuda, 
If it's Rabbi Yehuda Malacha Shetzirich Lekufa Chayav Oleh, Amar Malacha Shetzirich Lekufa Chayav. So therefore, you would say that you can't do it. Elav Rabbi Shimon must be Rabbi Shimon. Vahan Yehuda Shari Achrini Lav. So only those five are allowed. Why aren't the others allowed? Rabbi Yirmiyah Man Leimalan Dahametaratztahi. Who says that this bright that makes sense? Dilma Mishaveshtei. Maybe it's confused. So Rabbi Yosef Ana Matnitala Otivnala. I taught it and I solved it. Now I will explain it to you. This is the case where these things are attacking you and everybody agrees you can kill them. If somebody kills snakes or scorpions on Shabbat, Chasidim are not pleased with such a person. said, those chassidim who are super pious, the chachamim aren't happy with them. That's at odds with Ravuna. Ravuna chazi lahu gavra the kakatel gziburi. Saw a guy killing a bee on Shabbos. You killed them all, meaning he's saying you haven't accomplished anything and you violated Shabbat. If you end up with snakes or scorpions around you, haragan biadosh nizdamnu lula hargan. If you kill them, you're successful in killing them, know that that's why they came to you, for you to kill them. If you weren't successful in killing them, know that they were really sent to kill you. And you had a miracle happen that you weren't killed. That's talking about when they're really attacking you. Okay, A snake showed up in the Beit HaMidrash on Shabbat. A guy from that place, maybe Nayot. For how I go and killed him. He encountered one like him. So he was making fun of this fellow or coming down on him. He did a good job. They were sitting in Rabbi Yanai's courtyard. They were talking. And they asked Rabbi Shabbat, Can you kill snakes and scorpions on Shabbat? I even kill wasps. Certainly snakes and scorpions. So maybe it means you can kill them by kind of stepping on them without paying attention. For instance, if you have spittle, you could step on it as an inadvertent act, and there's no problem of a shui gumot. You could step on a snake, snake as long as you're kind of doing it inadvertently. Same thing with a scorpion. was coming after him for money. They were bothering him. They were, he was spit. said, bring a clee to cover it up. He said, you don't need to do that. The same guy who was being harassed said, you don't have to do it. That on Shabbat, if you have spittle, you just kind of cover it up with your foot uh, as if uh, kind of inadvertently. said, oh, this guy's Tavon Chacham. Leave him alone. <coughs> Saved by his knowledge. The candlesticks of Rebbe, Rebbe's house, which are big candlesticks, you're allowed to carry them, not if they're lit, of course, on Shabbat. You mean the kind that can be carried with one hand, or 
even the kind that need two hands. Just like in your father's house, even the big ones. The carriages of Beit Rebbe you can carry on Shabbat. Mean the kind that one person could pick up. What about the kind that you need more people? Again, like your father's house, meaning the big ones. Rabbi Hanina said that the, the household of Rebbe is allowed to drink wine that is found in the carriages of a non-Jew if there's only one seal on it. As says, one seal is enough to ensure that it's not Stamiyanam. Or is it because in this particular case he knew that the non-Jews were so afraid of Rebbe's household they'd be careful not to menasech the wine. Okay. Last Mishnah. If a non-Jew lit a candle, a Jew can use the light. But if he lit it for the Jew, Asur. If the non-Jew filled up water from a, a cistern, to feed his own animal. The Jew can use the water that was brought out uh, for his own animal too. But if he brought it out for the Jew, Asur, because there he carried, and he violated Shabbat on behalf of the Jew. If a non-Jew was on a boat and he made a ramp to get off, the Jew could follow him. But if he made it for the Jew, Asur is not allowed to follow him, not allowed to use it. And Maasebra and Gamliel was kidding him, Shabbat Yimbasfinas, where Gamliel and the elders were coming on a boat. Vyasan Nochri Kevish the Red Boat. The Goy made a ramp to go down. Vyardubor and Gamliel was kidding him, and they used it to go down. Okay, Utsricha, why do we need all three cases? Diashbin and Ner, if they were only told about the Nermashim, the Ner Lechad Ner Lamea. Once a Goy lights a lamp, the lamp lights for everybody. Avamayim, when he fills up water, leagues are Dilma Atila Fushabish for Yisrael. Maybe we should be concerned that the non-Jew will add more water on behalf of the Israel, even if he's doing it for himself, and therefore it's Kamash Plan that you could still use it. Why the third case of the ramp? In order to teach us the story of Gamliel and the Zakenim. If a guy collected grass, and he didn't use all of it, the Israel could take some of it to feed his animal. If he did it for the Israel, he's not allowed to. Again, the same as we had the Mishnah. When is this true? It's only Mutar if the guy doesn't know you. If he knows you, then we assume he's doing it for you. You're allowed to put your animal in front of grass on Shabbat. But not over things that are Muktzah. Meaning that you're not allowed to have him eat muktza, and the stuff that the goy collected was in the ground before. The answer is, the kaim la ba'apa, that's only a case where you're standing in front of him. Vazla, where, uh, sorry, that's only a case where you're, you're, it's mutar when you're standing here. Vazli vachla, and then the animal goes on its own and eats, but you can't put him in front of the muktza to deliberately have him eat that. In the bright we just said, that it's only if the goy doesn't know you. Makiro asur. Hi, The case of Ramagamliel and the boat, the guy was somebody they knew, they were on the boat with him. Um, the answer is, Ramagamliel was not present when he made the Kevesh. Even if he was in front of him, just like with a lamp, a ramp is good for everybody. 
In the bright, in the Tosefta version of this Mishnah, of this story, Megamliel says, since we, he wasn't in front of us, we can use it. So you see that that's the consideration, like Abaye said. So Ema, the defender of will say, what he really said was, since he made it, we'll use it. If you have a mixed city, and there's a bathhouse open on Shabbat, if the majority of the city are non-Jews, you can go in right after Shabbat's over and use the hot water, because it's heated for them. If it's a majority of Jews, you have to wait long enough to have heated the water from regular temperature, from lukewarm to hot. So there you see, you're not allowed to get benefit. The answer is, There, when they're heating it up, they're doing it for the robes. So if they're over Jews, it's for them. Let's say you have a meal, and there's a lamp lit at the meal. For the majority of the people at the meal are non-Jews, you can use the lamp. If most of Yisrael are asur. 50-50 is also asur. They're lighting for the majority. Shmuel Eagle of Avin Torin. He came to this fellow's house. Atahu Nochri Adlik Shraga. Goy came in little lamp. It was on Shabbat. Ayuda Shmuel Ape. Shmuel looked away. Came in a chazad. Aiti Shtar Vekakari. Then Shmuel saw that the same Goy who lit the lamp brought a star out to read it. Matad Nafshehu Dadlik. He said he lit it for himself. Adrinu Eul Ape Gabeshraga. He himself looked at the candle and was comfortable using the light because he realized the Goy had done it for himself. And that brings us to the end of the 16th parak. Yetz Hashem will start the 17th parak on our next podcast, uh, where we will start investigating in detail and in depth the laws of Isur Tiltul, what's commonly known as Muktzah. Uh, please take a look at the handout. It introduces the parak with uh, an important brief, but uh, important introduction to the issue of Muktzah. In the meantime, we should have a wonderful day.